This is the Get Better Everyday Podcast with Matt Gouget. Actionable advice from real-life superheroes who, just like you, are in relentless pursuit of the best version of themselves. Whether you're just getting started or have been at it for years, my hope is that this podcast injects you with some positive energy to continue doing what brings you joy. Join me as I interview the best of the best in business, sports, and life. Let's grow together. Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm KJ. And we're the producers of the Get Better Everyday Podcast. Do you like podcasts? Well, then hit us up. IkePodcastNetwork.com will help you build your show. All right, Matt Gouget, Get Better Everyday Podcast. I'm excited. I've got a friend, a colleague, a mentor, Andrew Katie, on with me today. How you doing, brother? I am living and loving, my friend. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I've been saying living the dream for about 15 years and people who... uh when I managed the card room, uh, would hear me say that I was probably lying back then. I think I'm really actually doing it now. I think I, I think I spoke it into existence. I just kept saying, uh, living the dream. So, uh, dude, good. It's, it's manifestation. I mean, dude, I, 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 same thing. Living the dream was my phrase forever. And, and it's funny because I kind of pinch myself now, you know, I, I was saying that when I was, I was grinding hundred hour weeks, closing $14 million a year in mortgages you know, bust in my butt to get into this industry, living the dream, living the dream. And now I kind of look back and I'm like, man, I, I literally live in paradise. I get to go like swimming with dolphins, but I don't do it in a tank. I do it in the ocean. Like, like I literally feel like you just manifest the words that come out of your mouth. I love it. I love it. So that's, that's where we should start. We should, we should rewind the tape to the, to the hundred hour weeks, the, the grind that got you to where you are today you know, living a life full of purpose and, and and you've got all the great things you got going on today. Um, for Get Better Everyday listeners, where did it start for you? And you could start at the beginning of mortgage, you could start at the beginning of entrepreneurship, wherever you yes. want to begin. Yeah. So, so for me, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a ninth grade dropout. So I, I dropped out of high school uh, three months into ninth grade, um, went into the entrepreneurial role, uh, built a business with my brothers, a school photography business. Um, in 2014, I worked that really from 15 years old until I was 30 years old. Um, in 2014, separated ways from the family business, still retained ownership in it, but separated ways and went into the mortgage industry. Um, and it was it was a very trying time because it wasn't a very ambical separation. It was more like, hey, this is what you're going to do is leave the company. And so without diving too deep into that, it was honestly the hardest thing that ever happened to me, but ultimately the best thing that ever happened to me because it got me out of a very comfortable position where I was young making a great salary. And what do they say about salaries? It's the it's the food they give you to to pass up on your dreams, you know, and so it got me out of being comfortable and made me very uncomfortable joining an industry I knew nothing about. And so, you know, December, early December, 2014, I was, I was moved on from my family business. And by April of 2015, I had my first closing. And by June of 2015, I had my first million dollar month and the rest was history, but it was a lot of grind and a lot of work. And it it took me some time to build it. Um, I busted my rear end in the mortgage industry. And by 2019, I had done just under 50 million in personal production. And 2020, I cracked 100 million. 2021, cracked 100 million. And then really began to formulate out the team after that. Yeah, I love it. And, and, and 
It's funny because our stories are relatively similar, started around the same time, had great trajectory and growth. Um, something you said, which I think is super valuable to anybody listening who might be going through tough times, you said like, these were the toughest times that turned out to be the, the best of times, right? And so when you're in something that feels uncomfortable, whether it's growth or whether it's change, a lot of times that catapults you into something greater. I'd love for you to kind of hone in on that and then think about the steps from, oh shit, I got to start over. I got to do something that's unknown, uncomfortable, a little bit scary. Um, how'd you get through that? And what advice would you give to people who might be in a place currently where, where there's some unknowns? I mean, me and you can think of a lot of examples, real estate and mortgage, but um, what's, what's your advice to those people? So I'll, I'll go back to um, probably 10 years ago. I was at a conference in Orlando, Florida. I'll never forget it because it was the ultimate crowd of speakers. I paid a absorbent amount of money to sit front row with Tony Robbins, Gary Vaynerchuk, um, Robert Hershevek, Damon John, um, a few others. And it was, it was such a power packed day, but 10 years later, there's only one thing I remember from that entire event. And it wasn't something that Tony Robbins said because he was like, you know, Tony, he's just, he's the guy that is the memorable, you know, knowledge bombs dropping. Same thing with Gary V. Ironically, it was something Gary hurt or um, it was Robert Hershevek said, and he was probably the least attractive speaker of the day. Very monotone, very quiet, didn't really get a lot of crowd interaction, but he, he brought this analogy up and he said, every person in this room has a financial thermostat. And he said, what your thermostat is set to is what you will come back to. And he said, follow me. He said, you can take someone that's worth a billion dollars, they go bankrupt. And two years later, they're back worth a billion dollars again because their thermostat is set to a billion. He said, we're in Florida right now. So if the air conditioning goes out in your home right now and it's 72 degrees, Power goes out for a, a week. You're going to go to 95 in your home, but when the power comes back on, you're going back to 72 because your thermostat is set there. And he said, how do you adjust your financial thermostat? He said, every single day you have to live uncomfortable. And he said, now, if you live at your house at 72 and you want to change your temperature to 64, he said, if you just go change your thermostat to 64, you're going to be miserable. You're going to give up and you're going to fail after a week of it. He said, but what if you change your thermostat to 71 and you lived at three months, six months with 71 degrees instead of 72? He said, it would be uncomfortable, but eventually your uncomfortable would become comfortable. And then you change it again to 70. And he said, guess what? Two years later, it'd be 64 degrees in your home because every day you pushed yourself a little bit outside your comfort zone to uncomfortable to make an uncomfortable become your comfortable. And that's just, that's just a phrase that stuck with me forever. There is, comfort is what's killing America. Let's just be honest. Being comfortable is what's killing us. It is not comfortable to go to the gym in the morning and bust your rear end. It's not comfortable to do a cold plunge. It's not comfortable to eat healthy. All of the horrible foods for you are the ones that taste the best. Comfort is what's killing us. Physically. But even more so in business, if you reside in a comfort zone, you will absolutely stay comfortable and you'll eventually be squeezed out by people that are willing to get uncomfortable. So, yes, sometimes the hardest things 
turn out to be the best things because it pushes us outside of our comfort zone. And outside the comfort zone is where you can find actual change and growth. I love it. I love it. And I couldn't agree more. Uh, I heard something recently that really resonated with me about, you know, being comfortable and, and not like having no business at all is really uncomfortable. Going and doing things uh, to, to create n- more business and try to figure out systems and, and things to, to handle more business. That's uncomfortable too. You got to choose which one you want. Being broke Agreed. is uncomfortable. Being rich, you know, there's some things it takes. You got to be uncomfortable to get there. Right. And and you get to choose. Right. And so if you're, if you know that whatever path you take, there's going to be some discomfort, choose the one that involves, you know, creating wealth for you and your family, do the one that, that, you know, creates some, some change for, for you and your community and, and whatnot. So, um, I I'd love to, to get some tactical things. Cause for some people like myself, like I get it, right? Like you didn't become what you are today overnight. It was incremental getting better every day. Um, it was, it was a 10 year journey that, you know, it, it's really hard to have somebody visualize themselves 10 years in the future, but it's, it's necessary, right? And you got to do a lot of stuff, sometimes not seeing the results immediately. So during, let's call it like your first year in mortgage, right? It's new, it's uncomfortable, I would imagine, right? Uh, uh, what, what, are, what are some things that you did and, and what was the ways that you told yourself like, man, I know this is going to pay off because you didn't know that 2020 would be a $100 million a year. Like that's, that's what people have to remind themselves of is I'm, I'm working towards something that's far in the future. I got to keep myself motivated to do it today and tomorrow. Yeah, well, one of the greatest pieces of advice I was ever given was, was given to me by my very first manager, Justin Fitzhugh in the mortgage industry. And he said, if every single day you simply plant seeds and you stop turning around to see if they're growing, you will always have a crop that's growing behind you. And he said, the problem with, with people in this industry is they plant a few seeds and they stop, they pull out their lawn chair, they turn around and they sit down and they wait for the seeds to grow. He said, but if you just go out every day and you plant seeds every single day of your life, you will always have a crop. You will always have a harvest. You will never go hungry. And it's something I just never forgot. For me, it was, I, I think there's just tactical things you have to do and they're not comfortable. Number one, you have to be relentless. And, and that is such a vague phrase. But if you actually, if you actually go to the very root of that, unrelenting, like nothing will stop me from doing what I set out to do. When you can get that fire burning in your bones, you can truly become a force of nature. For me, it was it was every Saturday, it was every Sunday for six months. My first six months was not the first six months, probably I would call it somewhere around. Four months into the industry is when I started doing it. So probably like from month five through month 11, six months, Saturdays and Sundays, I went to a dozen open houses every Saturday and every Sunday for six months. I went to over 700 open houses in six months, dropped by, met real estate agents, dropped off business cards, picked up business cards, did follow-up calls. I literally printed out a map of every single real estate office within a hundred mile radius of my home. And I visited every single real estate office multiple times. Like I would be driving an hour and 45 minutes to go to a real estate office to drop by, to be rejected by the secretary, 
but then I would go to the one down the street and I would go down to the one that, that I would literally go to these podunk small, small towns and I would hit every real estate office to see if there were any agents I could talk to. And I think when it, the reality is, is this, is if you put the effort in, the work goes in, the results will follow. I planted so many seeds. It was ridiculous. There's no way a crop wouldn't grow. Like, sure, some are going to, it's the old proverb, you know, some are going to fall on, on stony ground. Some aren't going to grow. Some aren't going to get water. But there's a percentage that will grow. So if you sow 10 seeds, expect one to grow. If you sow 1,000, expect 100 to grow. Like, you, it's just a matter of numbers. That's the thing I love about the mortgage industry. This is just a numbers game. All it is is numbers. I know that every 25 meaningful conversations that I'm going to have with a potential client, I'm going to have a closing. Okay, so if I can if I can have 25 conversations a day, I can have a closing a day. That's seven closings a week. Okay, so I can I can do 28 closings a month, and I can make my family generational money by having 25 conversations a day. Okay, what do I have to do to get those 25 conversations? How many real estate agents? It's a math game, guys. It's not hard. You just have to go out and do the work. So many people think it's an easy gig, and it's just not. You got to work hard. And if you work hard, you make money. It's crazy, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how that works. And I think, too, honestly, people, you know, are not, you know, honest with themselves. You say, like, oh, it's, it's 25 conversations a day. I know personally, having talked to loan officers, real estate agents, and, and you can insert any business you want, you know, show me what you did. And it's like, yeah, I had a productive day. I, you know, rattle off a few things. How many conversations did you have? And then they look and there's only four, right? And so to your point, the math is the math. It's going to take six days to have those same 25 conversations. So your results are going to be one sixth of what they'd be if you actually did the 25 phone calls, right? So um, I, I love those analogies. I love the planting the seeds because I literally did the same thing where relentlessly out there planting seats, adding value, meeting people. And, you know, you did it when you had kids. I remember young kids. I've got videos of, of my boys when they were five years old at an open house. Both of my boys have walked through at least a thousand open houses a piece. I have them go in and give the listing agent a review, but you know, you're just meeting people. You're, you're finding, uh, you know, common ground and you're and you're adding value in a way that they go you know what i'm gonna give andrew a call i'm gonna give matt a call so you know i love that that's some tactical stuff but um you know for loan originators or 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 realtors out there like you can do it your own way you just have to your words andrew do the work um and so uh in, in regards to doing the work and you mentioned the gym i'd love to hear about you know how you've uh you know, decided, because a lot of things we do in life are, are decisions over the last 12 months to lean into that and get better every day um, with, you know, your health. Um, what, what, what sparked that? Um, just honestly, I it's about 18 months ago, I woke up, I looked in the mirror, and I just didn't like who I was. I, I just didn't like it. I mean, physically, like where I, I had let my body go, I, I just I wasn't happy with me. I was the guy that like I was embarrassed to take my shirt off for the last eight years of my life when I'd sit at the at the pool. Like I, I just didn't like where I was, but more than that, I didn't like where I mentally was. I just I just didn't like where I was in life. Looked in the mirror as about 18 months ago, and I really started with the mental game over the physical game. Uh, because I know that if I can get if I can get my mind right, 
I can do a lot of things that I normally wouldn't do. Like I was, I was always the guy I always joked, like, you know, growing up, I was always, I'm, I'm not an exercise guy. I always joked about, it. I was like, I'm an exercise celibate. I practice um, exercise abstinence. I always said, and I literally never went to the gym. And I realized at one point, all I'm doing is really just allowing myself an excuse. And I don't want to be the guy that doesn't get to see my grandkids someday. I don't want, I want to be here and I want to be healthy. Not only that, I want to be an image for my children and my grandchildren of, of what you, what health looks like. And so I started with the mind, really started dialing in a morning routine, started dialing in uh, reflection time in the morning and to really fix what my mornings looked like rather than waking up and just being responsive to my day. I became very intentional about my time. And that led me within six months down a road of, of, of physical fitness. And in a matter of six months, I went, I took myself from about 36% body fat, uh, which as Renee Rodriguez says, is somewhere similar to bacon uh, hmm. to today. I'm, I'm sitting at about 13% body fat. And the funny thing is, is I weigh 10 pounds more. And so it's a seven day a week thing for me. It is sauna, it's cold plunge and it's gym. And that's just, that's just what I do. And for me, it's, it's way more of a, of a mental win than anything. I mean, yes, being able to, to go to my local beach and, and not feel like ashamed to take my shirt off at the pool. That's, that's a wonderful side effect of it, but there's so much more that comes with it. You find yourself changing your diet. You find yourself just inherently beginning to change things. And I think there's so much, I think so many people try to focus so much on making money that I heard this phrase and it, God, it just rocked me. It just rocked me to the core. It said, in our youth, we waste our health to make our money. And when we're older, we waste our money to regain our health. And I thought, man, that is so true. So many people give up on, on them to make their riches, but then they find themselves at 60 years old, wasting all the riches they've made on doctors to try and save their life because they've treated their bodies so poorly. Why not reverse that order and say, I'm going to put mind and body over everything. And I'm telling you, it has made me 10 times the business person that I was like, it, it has made me so sharp, so focused, so energized, so driven that I would recommend anybody start with your mind and body, like forget all the business stuff, set it all aside, go get your mind, right? Go get your body, right? Get your diet, right? Spend three to six months really dialing that in, doing your work, and just watch how your business transforms. Because once you clear the mind and once you start physically seeing yourself in a better light, instead of looking in the mirror going, ugh, look at me, you start looking in the mirror and you're like, damn, I'm proud of myself. Like, I'm actually doing it. You have a level of confidence that changes everything. And business will follow. Money follows that stuff. It just does. I, I, I agree with that so much. And, and so I got to reiterate it for people to hear. Like you take care of your health, you'll be happily surprised, become a better dad, a better, a better husband, a better business owner, like the mental clarity that comes with it. And, and part of it too, like you said, you're going to show up different because you're proud of yourself, right? I've got the focus and the discipline to go wake up and, and be to the gym. Um, you mentioned morning routine. So I want to dig in a little bit there. Like, tell us about uh, your current morning routine and everybody's is going to be different. So, so not saying they got to follow uh, yours, but 
you decided that, you know, you want to get better every day in the area of health. And so you created this, this morning routine. Tell us about it. Yeah. So my morning routine, um, and don't get me wrong. This is not about what time you wake up because, you know, some people are late night people and say their, their job may not start until 11. Like this isn't about the four 30 wake up. So for me, I am 4.15 to 4.30 a.m. wake up seven days a week. I don't even set an alarm anymore. It's just I, I just wake up. And rather than what I used to do is I would wake up and I was immediately reactive. I would hop on my phone. I'd check my emails. If that moment happens and you got the email in overnight that a loan file got suspended or whatever it is, you're in a real estate agent, your appraisal came in low. You have just dogged your mentality for the day. So I find myself, the first thing I do, I wake up, shut my alarm off. I immediately walk to the kitchen. I brew a cup of coffee and I pour a big glass of water. And I leave my phone in the bedroom for the first 35, 45 minutes of my morning, just depending on, on how my morning goes. But I typically will go to my couch. I sit in the same corner of my couch every single morning with my cup of coffee. I wake my dog up. She follows me out, sits on my lap. She's a 75-pound lap dog. It's amazing. And I have a notepad with me. And the first 15, 20 minutes of me sitting there with a cup of coffee is spent time in reflection. And I, I truly, this was uh, uh, John Marone. He's actually a local uh, public speaker to the Destin, Florida area. He said this uh, a couple of years ago at a mastermind I was at, and it, it it's one of those things that sticks with you. And he's like, when was the last time you actually took real time out to truly focus on you, to like, to reflect on your life? He said, NFL, they watch film every single Monday from their Sunday games. Doesn't matter whether they won or lost. When was the last time you really reflected on your life? And so every morning I spend 15, 20 minutes reflecting on the previous day because it's all fresh in my mind. What are my wins? What are my losses? But I don't stop there. I, I want to go to the action steps that created that win or created that loss because a, a loss or a win is an outcome and an outcome is a series of actions or inactions. So what created the win? Because if I can document it, I can replicate it. What created the failure? Because if I can document it, I can make sure it doesn't happen again. Typically about 15, 20 minutes in, I've reflected, I go get a second cup of coffee, and then I go to priority setting. And I set typically six priorities a day, a couple personal, four business on the weekends. I flip-flop that four, four personal, six business, or two business. And I set priorities for the day, not projects, not you know call 100 people. These are priorities that will feed my soul. These are priorities that are going to make me a better person. It may be something as simple as making sure I take the trash out at the end of the day because it's trash day tomorrow. It could be something as simple as calling and spending 15 minutes on the phone with my daughter that's at college for personal ones, for business. It could be calling and checking in on a, on a past client that just came to mind the other day and just check in on them, see how their life's going, make sure everything's going okay with them. And so for me, I set priorities throughout the day because we live in a reactive society. We're in a society that all we do all day is react to the things that happen to us. And if you don't get intentional with your time, you'll find yourselves at the end of the day, just spinning your wheels, being reactive and not actually getting anything proactive done. I love it, man. I love it. I think you mentioned how you start your day is how you end your day. What, is it, what does that mean to you? It means the mental game you start your day with is how it's going to go throughout the entire day. The attitude you have, the clarity you have, how you start your day is how you're going to end it. If you start your day frustrated, you start your day pissed off because you checked your emails and you saw this. That is how your day is going to go. It's very, very hard to break out of something when it starts that way. 
But if you can start your day with positivity, with, with reflection, gratitude, I'm not the big guy that stands in the mirror and gives myself, you know, 10 attaboys and positive <laughs> affirmation. Some people do that. I, I, that's wonderful. If it works for you, that's not me. But what I do do is I find things that I'm grateful for. Like I truly will dive in and like, like yesterday, what happened? What, what am I really grateful for? And man, if you start diving into to gratitude, it's endless, the things we have to be grateful for. And you're like, well, my life sucks. I got nothing to be grateful for. Bullshit. Sorry, language. Bullcrap. You got a lot to be thankful for. You got a ton. The fact that you woke up this morning and you're not pushing daisies up is a wonderful thing to be thankful for. Like there's a lot of people that wish to be in your situation, no matter how bad your situation is. Yep, I agree 100%. And, and that's that's a great place to end it. And, and what I'll say to people as well, no matter where you're at, you've got the opportunity to get better every day. And I think that for, for a lot of people, the intention for me of the, of the podcast is to just start. Just get somebody to take one action, one step in the right direction. I'm a testament, right? In 2011, I was mentally, physically, spiritually broke. As, as all the ways in which you can be broke intentionally got better every single day. You know, your story is similar where, you know, people underestimate what they can do in a decade. They overestimate what they can do in a year. Plant seeds, don't look back. Look look up a, a decade later and look at where Andrew Katie is. So thanks so much for your time, man. I appreciate it. This was, this was super valuable. Um, if you got any value listening to this Get Better Everyday podcast, share it with a friend, leave a review, do whatever you do on the podcast platforms. Thanks again, Andrew. This is Matt Gouget. Just wanted to give you a quick thank you for listening to the Get Better Every Day podcast. Hopefully you're inspired to go out there and get better every day. If you could, please do us a huge favor and leave a five-star review if you found any value in this. Share it with your friends. Again, thanks for listening and go out there and get better every day.